Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. We got another solo episode for you today. As I mentioned, I'm going to be doing a few of these to lead up to the book launch of Mastering Adversity, Unlock the Warrior Within, Turn Your Biggest Struggle into Your Greatest Gift, which comes out September 21st. So what we're going to do for the next few weeks, I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek into the book, give you some teasers, give you a little bit of my philosophy, a little bit of the framework of what we've used for the book, and help it make sense in podcast form. And it's actually good for me as well, because the more I talk about it, the more I'm able to teach it. And this is stuff that I found to be very useful in my life. And I know it'll be useful for you guys. So I got my fresh coffee here. Probably shouldn't be drinking coffee because it's 5 p.m., but I'm going to be working into the evening tonight. So why not, right? Anyways, go get your coffee, get ready, cook a meal, hop on that treadmill, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts, and let's get into it. So first off, I wanted to say to everybody, thank you so much for anybody that has taken the warrior quiz and discovered your adversity archetypes. If you guys haven't taken it yet, go and take it. It's awesome. I'm going to be covering a little bit of that in today's episode, but this is an exercise developed to be able to help you create more awareness in your life on when adversity hits. How do you show up? What do you tend to do? What are your behaviors? This quiz will highlight some things for you and help you make better decisions moving forward. So I highly recommend checking it out. It's a free quiz, the warrior quiz, and share it on social media. Let me know what you get. I got a lot of DMs, a lot of people messaging me. So that's great. You know, you could either be the warrior, you could be the distractor, you could be the victim, you could be the fixer. We all have all of these show up in our lives at some time. And the, the point of this quiz was to really identify and to make it easy to almost like in the moment be like, oh, I'm being a fixer. Oh, I'm being a distractor. Oh, I'm being a victim. Oh, okay. What do I need to do to step into the warrior? The warrior is the most ideal, perfect situation that you can have, right? But it's not about being perfect. It's just about embodying the characteristics of a heart-centered leader, right? A leader of your own life, accountability, complete ownership for your life, and being able to have the awareness to be able to decipher what kind of behaviors or what kind of reactions you have when a difficult decision hits makes it a lot easier to course correct. So make sure to check it out. All right, guys. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be breaking down a little bit of the framework uh, framework of the book. Now, one of the the way the book is laid out, I have these things called the five A's, and I was a little bit skeptical about doing five A's, but I realized that it's powerful. And the five A's, as I discussed in the last episode, I can't remember if I discussed the five A's or not. But what happens is my story and talking about the adversity archetypes all fit in to the five A's, okay? And we're going to get into the first one, which is the most important, and that is awareness, 
Awareness is the most important 5A and the most important thing that you can have in your life when it comes to anything, when it comes to how you face adversity or how, how anything shows up in your life, awareness is key, okay? We don't know that there's an issue unless we're aware, especially nowadays where so many of us are on autopilot and we just, we react and we're part of this programming that usually we don't think about and we just, we, we fall into this do something that I did yesterday. And that's just, it's this default programming. And the key to building awareness is to treat every moment as its own fresh, clean slate so that when something happens, you go, oh, wait a minute. Okay. And you give it the chance to, you give yourself the opportunity to feel everything. So let's say you're faced with a difficult situation. And I'm going to get into my own story about this. Let's say, boom, challenging situation, a struggle, adversity, a setback, whatever name you want to call it. What happens? Normally, we get some sort of emotional reaction, right? Whether it be fear, anger, whatever. And then we usually do something that helps us not feel the discomfort or the pain. That could be distracting yourself by drinking or through eating or through sex. That could be fixing yourself, wanting to constantly seek the, the right answer or a new answer or seek counsel or read another book rather than just applying what you know and feeling into your intuition. Or there's the victim where there's automatically you, you jump to conclusions, you respond, you attack, you blame. These are all things, like I mentioned, are, are, are thing, tendencies that we have once adversity hits. So it's important to just be aware of that. It's important to go, hmm, what normally happens when something difficult hits me? Oh, I tend to do that. Interesting. Okay. Right? And when we're aware of that, we're able to course correct. So the first thing is being aware that there's a problem. And that may seem obvious. Like, oh, there's, there's a challenge in front of me. But sometimes we don't give it the space and we just, we just take our default program and just hammer right through. And sometimes it doesn't serve us. Sometimes we need to take a step back and listen and feel into what's coming up. So having that awareness of not only the problem, but how do I feel? What stories are being told right now? And it's usually a story from the past because You've done it like this up until this point. So why not run that same story, right? And that's usually what happens. And we don't even think about it. So it's important to have that awareness as to feeling into the emotions, feeling into the reactions, giving it time to just feel, right? Once we have that, like I said, we're able to think a bit differently and course correct. As, and, and make a different decision, right? And most times it's just feeling into the moment and giving ourselves some time rather than just reacting. So there's a story here that I want to share with you guys. And it involves awareness and my own personal story, which I, I fall into, which was the distractor. And when we talk about the warrior quiz, 
this distractor was one that really hit home for me when I was creating this quiz. And what I noticed was that whenever anything in the past, whenever, whenever anything of discomfort hit my awareness, I immediately would distract. I would immediately go for something like alcohol or food or women, some sort of distraction. And most of us, this is the case. Now, for me, alcohol was my vice. Alcohol and women. Getting validation from women and alcohol. But alcohol was one that really was something that was my vice. And when I look back in the timeline of my life, I realized that it was a way for me to just escape having to feel those things in the moment, the discomfort. Because I went through so much pain as a young man, when I discovered alcohol, it became the reason I gravitated towards it was because it just made me feel so different and it made me just escape. And it made it allowed me to feel comfort again. And not comfort in like a loving way, but like just numbing. And one particular time where I really I talk about this in the book is I was in Sydney, Australia, and I was just chasing the next, that next escape. You know, I had recently lost my younger brother in a tragic accident, suicide as a lot of you know, and a combination of that and missing my family and not and completely feeling disconnected caused me to just go on an absolute tear. And I would go out and I would drink while I was at work. And that was my lifestyle. I would go out until 10 in the morning. I would drink myself. You know, it was usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those three days were like a blur. I would, I would just drink to get through and then I would feel so bad the next morning that I would have to do it again. You know, taking three or four shots of vodka in the morning, four shots of espresso, getting to work, feeling that feeling of survival, like, oh, I made it, okay. And then I'd have to keep drinking for the rest of the day. And I was doing this to distract myself from actually feeling the pain that I was feeling from losing my younger brother because I felt so much shame and guilt about not being there for his life. And we had such a crazy, crazy decade, two decades of family problems from stepmoms to her making it very difficult for my dad to see my, my younger brother. And it was just, there was so much crazy shit that went on in my teen years that I just wanted to escape and alcohol was something that I just continued to feed my body. And when we lost my younger brother, I was working in a bar and it was just, it was a very, it was a fun environment, but it was toxic. And I would just go out and I would repeat, 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 you know, I'd go to work, I'd, I'd do my thing, go out and then repeat, rinse and repeat. And it was like that. But what I realized now was there is this underlying pain that I never addressed. And I was at the point where I just was willing to take the risk. Like if I was to drink myself to death and I, then so be it. 
you know, I never thought that that would be the case, but I was just reckless and, and it was just so freaking painful at times like that. I would, you know, I would drink so much, go out and do drugs. And then I'd be laying in this puddle of sweat of anxiety that I'd be feeling. And I'd have these tremors in the middle of the night. And it was just so awful that I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. My anxiety was so bad. And then I just have to drink it off. And that whole thing is just a prime example of me distracting myself from feeling. And I didn't even know that that was the problem. You see why awareness is so important is that I, I hadn't even looked at what the actual issue was. I was just like, well, we lost them. You know, yeah, I've, I've had a tough, tough go with, with family stuff, but whatever. It's just, it, it is what it is. And I didn't even realize that what I was doing wasn't, well, I, I knew that it, was, it wasn't right, but I, it, I was in that environment where people just drink. People are just, there's constant, people are, it's like this, this, this pit of, of trauma and like the people that come to the bar, everybody's escaping something. Everyone's trying to distract themselves from feeling from the people that work there to the people that come in and drink. Now, not everybody goes, goes to a bar to like, you know, destruct themselves. I'm not saying that or to like hurt, like, I just think that there's like an underlying issue that causes people to gravitate towards the bar environment for a lot of reasons. Like I think a lot of people are, are looking to just distract themselves from the pain and we all have pain. We all have trauma. Right. And for me, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of the situation. I didn't know, Oh shit. I'm, there's a lot there to dig into. And it wasn't until, you know, the following year when I quit drinking for a year that I realized like how much unprocessed emotions were there and how much I was using alcohol to distract me from feeling those things. Can you guys relate? You know, like it's, and that was my, that was my, my road for many years. And am I perfect now? No, but the awareness in my life now, I can see when things, when I'm relying on the vices to distract myself. You know, like I tend to now, I don't drink. It's been seven months sober. <clears throat> Will I stay sober forever? I'm not going to say that. I don't know. But now my new vice, is, my distracting vice is eating. I find myself like, like, I'm in great shape right now, but I find myself, I'll overdo it on, let's say fruit or like, I'll just, or overdo it on steak or whatever it is I'm doing. I just, I do it so much that I don't even consciously know that I'm doing it and I'll eat and I'll eat and I'll be like, oh man. And I realize that I'm doing that because I have some sort of void that I'm feeling sometimes. And even if you're a warrior, if you, if you are a warrior in that quiz, you're still going to fall into like distractor or the victim once in a while. Right. And it's about pulling yourself out to get into that warrior seat. The warrior is like the driver's seat, the ideal seat you want to be in. And for me, the distractor, I can find myself going, oh, I'm being distractor. I got to pull it in. I got to say, what would, you know, my highest self, what do I, what, what, what do I need to do? What, what actions do I need to do to really align with who I want to be? And that's really what a warrior is about. So I notice myself when I, when I, when I fall into that distractor 
And for so many years, I was in that distractor mode and specifically in Australia, I was just an absolute nightmare. And I'm grateful to be alive because there was some times where I was so, I blacked out and there was times where I'd wake up and I was like, how am I alive? You know, I almost got fired. I, there was a bunch of times and somehow I didn't. And I believe I was, I was, I, my mission is to learn to tell that and to, to make it through to, to share this because, you know, it could have gone the other way. But now that I have the awareness, I'm able to know and separate when these, when the situation comes. So now if I face a difficult situation, I'm able to know what my track record has been and what I tend to do and what behaviors I have and what emotional response comes so that I can, I can decide like, who, how do I want to approach this? Right. Do I want to distract or do I want to feel into that situation? And, you know, with the distractor, it really is being present. You really, you really, the antidote to being a distractor is presence. It's about sitting in it. It's not about taking yourself out of the current situation. It's like, all right, let's fucking feel this. What is this? Let me know. I want to feel all the things. I want to know all the details. Let's sit in this. And the best way to do that is just sit. Even if you have to sit and just scan the room, just feel into that. Give yourself the moment. And I've realized how much that helps me. And then you sit in meditation and feel it. Feel this. And then also journal up what you feel, right? And this was one of the biggest things that I had in my life when it came to my breakup three years ago. It was tough. I was, I was very upset and it hurt. And even though I knew it wasn't the right person, we both knew it still hurt because she was like, I built, you know, it, I did a lot of things with her and it, it hurt a lot when it, when it ended. So what I had to do was just sit in it. I forced myself to just sit in the discomfort. I went out in nature, sat in it, allowed the process to just move through, write down what I'm feeling and that's it. We got to give it the space. Life presents us difficult situations sometimes. And the more we distract ourselves, the more we take ourselves out of the present moment, the less opportunity we get to feel and learn. And this also can come with something good that happens. Something good that happens, we should celebrate it and be present and understand like, oh yeah, amazing, right? Let's say when you arrive in a new country or, or something, like for instance, I arrive, I'm going to be going to Argentina. So when you guys hear this, or no, I'll still be in Brazil when you hear this, I'm going next week. But what I like to do when I first get to a country is like really arrive and fully arrive. Be like, oh, really be present and, and the senses and allow everything to kind of hit and land before just getting there and like trying to go to the next thing and distracting yourself to the next this, that, this, that. How many of us do that? It's, it's crazy, right? Embrace the moment. You have a big win. Be present and celebrate that win before moving on to the next thing. If it's difficult, feel the difficult moment. Give it the space it needs. It doesn't mean sit there forever. It means give it the space it needs and then move on. Same with a good thing. Celebrate the good thing. Feel the good thing. All your senses, all the emotions, and then move on. So that's a big key of this journey, you guys, and one of the five A's that I'm going to stress in the next four weeks. 
we're probably going to have to double up on the A's because we only got four weeks and I got to cover five A's. So we'll figure that out. But that was really a pinnacle moment for me was understanding the problem that I have within myself. And at the end of the day, anything that you see in the out world, like anything in your external environment, it all comes down to winning the battle with yourself. How you see that situation all comes down to how you're feeling and the emotions and, and, and how you deal with the past stories or situations with the stories you tell yourself, the limitations and all of that. But if we give our each moment its own space as being completely separate from the rest and we decide to be aware and go, I'm not going to choose this pattern this time. I'm not going to choose to react this time. I'm going to do something different because I know what that result brings me and it doesn't work. I'm going to do something different this time. And that is the key. That awareness to make a small little decision in a different direction will help change your life. You add that up over time, you're going to change your entire life. So awareness, distractor, would love to hear your guys' if you guys have any feedback around that, because I know that we can all fall into these. And again, don't beat yourself up for it. It's just about being aware. We're Nobody's perfect. I, I am so far from perfect, but I'm better than I was last week, a month ago. And sometimes I go backwards and that's okay. This journey is about the journey. Okay. It's about feeling and understanding and growing and learning and falling down and getting back up. That's the journey. I wouldn't have it any other way. So I hope you guys got value from that. Very short episode. Awareness is key. That's the first A of the five A's. And I hope you got a good understanding of the distractor in my life. And ask yourself, how are you showing up? If you haven't taken the warrior quiz yet, go do it. Find out your adversity archetype. Do you show up as a warrior? Are you, are you patient? Are you loving? Are you compassionate? But are you also ready for battle when you need to be? That's a warrior. Are you a distractor? Do you find yourself distracting yourself with, with food, with sex, with, with you guys get my, the picture, alcohol, all the things, the distracting, the, 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 the trying to get the dopamine hits to take yourself out of the present moment? Or are you a fixer? Some of you want to, I wanted to explain a little bit about the fixer. The fixer isn't always all bad. Well, it's not bad, but it's, it, it isn't all, if any of them is one that to shoot for would be the fixer. <laughs> That's probably the least out of, out of all of them. The fixer at least is making progress as to wanting to make change. But the problem with the fixer is that the fixer doesn't believe in themselves. The fixer is always looking for somebody else for the answers. They're always looking for the next book or they're always looking for the next psychedelic experience. They are, do not integrate and they do not apply what they've learned. They don't believe in themselves. They don't trust their intuition. And that's a problem. So if you're constantly finding yourself needing to fix yourself, then you're a fixer. And that's okay. We all show up like that sometimes. And the victim. The victim is simply the complete opposite of the warrior. You complain, you blame, everything is emotional, kind of like the majority of the world right now on social media. <laughs> That's pretty much so many victims. Don't take ownership. Don't 
take responsibility. Somebody else is going to rescue you. It, and it's all bullshit. You have to take ownership of your life. So, but again, we all fall into these. Some days you may fall into that. You find yourself find, falling into a victim pattern. Sometimes you're falling into a fixer pattern. Sometimes you're falling into a warrior pattern. That's great. Just be aware and write it down. So if you haven't taken the warrior quiz, go check it out. Find out your adversity archetype. And you guys, I'm really excited. I appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen. I hope you got some value. Mastering Adversity is coming out September 21st on my 39th birthday. And I just cannot wait to share it with you guys. It's my life's work put into a book. And for all of you that have supported me with this podcast, I truly, truly appreciate it. And much love. We'll catch you next time.